and blessings, everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode of Adulting Sucks, Right? I'm your host, Liz, and while adulting may suck, I try to help you navigate through the trials and tribulations of this punk-ass thing called life while dealing with anxiety and depression. So from relationships to forgiveness and everything else in between, I share my life's journey with you to help make your lives just a little bit better. All right, y'all. Um... Kind of went on a, a, a two-week hiatus. Um, I recently, I recently um, had gallbladder surgery, gallbladder removal surgery, and I'm going to get into all of that in the in the in the main segment. But yeah, I I've been down for the count. It's only been a week, a little bit over a week. And I'm still healing, still recovering, still in fucking pain. This shit is no joke, y'all. Why did nobody tell me that the the surgery was a breeze? It's the recovery for me, okay? Recovery is a real bitch. I, I would say I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, but then I would be lying. But I wouldn't wish this on my mama or anybody like that. <laughs> I'm hella petty. Anyway... <laughs> Doing a mental health check. How is everybody doing? Um, how are you feeling? How's your week been going? Um, have you been able to check in with yourself? Are you drinking enough water? I know I'm having a little bit of trouble drinking water uh, lately, but you know I still at least make sure to to get. I try to get half a gallon a day, but sometimes I don't even. Not in water, maybe like in tea or in juices that I make or something like that. But I don't always do too well with water. And part of that, <clears throat> part of that does have to do with the medication that I take for my diabetes and my weight loss. And I'm going to also get into that in our uh, main segment. But um, yeah, it's just been really hard for me to like drink water, to really eat like I want to um just trying to get reacclimated to missing a part of my organ in my body and like I said before just recovering and healing and trying to get back to my strong powerful dynamic self so we'll go ahead and get started with the first segment in our kinky cabbage segment with the Cannabis of the week. Fur, fur, fur. One day I'm going to have sound effects. I'm going to put it in there. But for now, y'all just going to get me as a sound effects person. <laughs> so for this Kinky Cabbage segment, I am going to give uh, the cannabis of the week to King Louis, also known as King Louis VIII or Louis VIII Kush. Um, so I'll make sure in the description box to include any links, um, based on the information that I get this from and, uh, yeah, so let's get started. So King Louie, this one, this particular one is by Proper Cannabis. It's a local cannabis shop here in St. Louis. They're considered more of like the luxury of uh, cannabis they they have the finest of herbs and um i would say that you know king louis for me was pretty good i do want to point out that um one of the issues that i did have is that it increased my anxiety 
However, I think the reason why it increased my anxiety because I smoke every day. Okay. I smoke every day. I might not smoke all day, every day, but I do partake on a daily basis. For those who don't know, instead of me using medication to treat the bipolar depression and my anxiety and PTSD, I instead, um, because of my journey, <laughs> I have decided to take a more holistic approach to how I treat my mental, my mental diagnosis, mental illness diagnosis. And, um, so yeah, I, I tend to smoke pretty much through, throughout the day. And so I noticed for me, when I do that, um, I, when I, when every type of weed, no matter how I ingest it, gives me anxiety, then at that point in time, that's when I slow down or I just take a few days off just to kind of give my body like a bit of a reset. And prior to the surgery, I had to give myself like a week, uh, a week's time to kind of get myself together because I did not want it to affect, uh, the anesthesia. Um, my first, <laughs> one of my fears is that I will be put under anesthesia and then I will wake up during, I can feel everything, but I can't wake up. That is like one of my fears. And I know that's something that can happen and that has happened to people, unfortunately, and is very traumatic for them. So that's kind of like one of my rational, irrational fears. Anyway, so King Louis. Um, it's a indica dominant, um, cannabis flower that has 20% THC and 1% CBG. And, um, just to kind of highlight what CBG is, CBG is just another cannabinoid. It is known as the mother of all cannabinoids. And, um, it's typically found in young cannabis plants and the enzymes and compounds create the early phase cannabinoid of CBG. Uh, so some of the benefits of CBG, similar to CBD, is it's an anti-inflammatory, it's an antioxidant, it's an antidepressant, it's an antifungal, it's antibacterial, and it what it essentially does, it, it interacts with the body's endocannabinoid system, which regulates various um, phys physiological and cognitive processes. Um, and it's also known to treat specific sleeping disorders like insomnia. And millions and millions of people, including myself, suffer from uh, insomnia. I remember this was last year <laughs> and I did a at-home sleep study and uh, they said that I've been, I've been diagnosed with sleep apnea. Now, I, I will say that... At that point in time, I was 50 pounds heavier and um, my sleep wasn't the best because I, I believe that it was because of my weight that was causing the sleep apnea. And now that I'm 50 pounds lighter, fr fr fr, um, I, I asked my partner, he says, I really, I might snore a little bit, but it's nothing. Girl, it ain't nothing compared to that man. Um, <laughs> but I digress. Um, but it, it seems like getting some of this weight off has really, really significantly improved my sleep. But I also would like to think that, um, smoking 
cannabis that or ingesting cannabis that has these particular compounds and, and enzymes has also been been able to help. So I would say it's a combination of both or a combination of things for me personally. Um, I always like to tell people whenever they're trying cannabis for the first time to do your due diligence and do your research. There is a plethora of information out here and a quick Google search will point you in the right direction. Anyway, so another benefit of CBG is um, for people who have uh, cancer, some of the more aggressive like uh, colon cancer and even brain, brain cancer, this particular compound has been shown in some uh, studies back in 2020, 2014, and also in, again in 2021 to really help um, significantly with uh, some of the more aggressive, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the more aggressive uh, cancers and tumors has been shown to actually help and minimize some of those tumors. So Again, you know, I, I always like to tell people, you know, whenever you have an ailment, whether that's heart disease, hypertension, cancer, any type of neurological disease, yes, we have been conditioned to go to your doctor and get 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 a get a met a medication that a simple pill will help, you know, take the pain away. And a lot of times those medications, they are not there to cure. It's just to put a band-aid over it. Um, and so knowing that I, I've been taking it upon myself to, you know, sometimes I'll do what's called a hybrid where I will include Western medicine and then maybe Chinese medicine or just some other holistic approaches, which has been, you know, found to be beneficial for me. And I'm just going to say this right now. I am not a, a doctor. I am not a, um, you know, like a certified health professional. So just take this with a grain of salt. And like I said, just make sure that you are doing your, your due diligence and by doing research to see what works best for you. Over the years, I have learned that taking a hybrid approach or sometimes even more of a holistic approach, depending on what the case may be for me, that has been beneficial for me. Um, anyway, so I would say try it out. Um, the, the, the reason why it's why King Louis is my favorite, because of course it, it definitely helps with the depressive side of my bipolar depression. And I mean, I get the giggles. I feel more hot. I feel more happy and I feel like I can actually take the day on. Like I can actually sit down, I can focus long enough to do my work duties. And then I can also sit down and uh, sit long enough to do some of my, my personal or my passion projects like this. Uh, it helps me to have more energy to get up and, and clean when I'm not feeling my best. It helps me to want to engage with people instead of being the opposite and just kind of being a pessimistic recluse. And so stop by your local dispensary and, and try it out and, and, and tell them Liz sent you. Um, you ain't got to tell them all of that. Um, oh, one more thing. The terpene profile for this one is limonene. And if you, um, have listened to some of my other previous podcast episodes with lim limonene, that, uh, particular terpene 
comes from lemon. You can also find that in lemon pills, lemon rind, orange rind, uh, pretty much grapefruit rind, lime rind, any type of citrus. And what the taste is for me, it's kind of like a piney, lemony, uh, it has a bit of a fruit. I kind of want to say to me, it, it has like a pineapple aftertaste, um, but it's very skunky to the smell. And I don't know what it is about marijuana because it, it studies have shown that it it can it can make you feel a little kinky in between your thighs. So it it has given me a girl boner before. So I would definitely for those who are kind of you know not in the mood or just haven't really been feeling you know sexual or anything lately. I was I would definitely recommend King Louis the Eighth because it will make you feel like a king or a queen in the bedroom. So. <laughs> I ain't got to look at the young sense, y'all. But, um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead. I'm just going to speed right through this and we're going to move on to the, to the next segment, which is the main topic. And so I've been like really going back and forth. Like, what the hell do I want to talk about? You know, um, I, I sat here, I wrote my show notes down because initially I wanted to talk about Ozempic and because I've, I've been seeing so many articles and TikTok posts, IG posts about Ozempic, how it's a shortage and um, how, you know, I, I've been seeing things like the Ozempic face and, and all this other type of stuff. And so um, I also thought about talking about you know, some things like right now, and maybe I'll, I'll just go to this, this particular topic because, um, this is something that has been currently going on in my life and it has been very frustrating to my core. And, um, that is having a passion for something, but don't have the desire to follow through it right now in my life. I have a passion for a lot of things. I have a lot of, I, I like to call them gifts. I have a lot of um, gifts. I am great at cooking. I'm great at, you know, mixing herbs together to create tinctures and little things and juices and stuff to help heal and to help, you know, cure some ailments. You know, um, hell, <laughs> I've even been told that... <laughs> I need to get into voice acting because I have, over the years, I have developed like these different characters that I might like go into. And when I get more comfortable, you know, behind the mic, I might, you know, dabble in it and, and play around with like some, some characters. But I guess like being the only child and growing up, you got to like entertain your own self. And then, you know, also I have been in recluse mode for so long. So I've been entertaining my damn self. And that's just some of the goofy ways that I tend to, you know, entertain myself. So I've even thought about doing, especially like with my partner, because he's into graphic designing. He is a huge Marvel, he is a, a Marvel fanatic and nerd. And <laughs> and him and I will, you know, play around and, and, and go back and forth with our different voice characters. And to the point where, like, 
you know, I'm really getting in, into it. And we do like little skits together. And he was like, bro, you really need to get into voice acting or improv or something. And maybe I will. You know, I, I think it's always cool to have like a creative artistic way of expressing yourself. Like I've done painting. I've tried learning how to play the guitar, um, writing poetry, writing stories, um, dancing in my own house. Or sometimes I might join, like, a class or something. You know, um, again, just all of these wonderful gifts. Like, I, I, at first I was thinking about getting into therapy and counseling. But the one aspect of it that I don't like is that you don't get to share a lot of yourself with people. And because I'm a person who likes to share not only my myself, my journey, what I have gone through, I just feel like... Be a therapist, there are too many rules, there are too many restrictions, and I feel like I would not be able to be my authentic self while, um, it, not only in a creative way, but just in a way that is going to help other people that are just like me. I just feel like yeah, I'm just, I'm just not meant to be in the, and, and maybe you know, that's a limited way of me thinking, but I just think that I'm not the proper the proper person to be in those types of spaces not in the way of being a therapist or a counselor or a psychologist like as a person who works um like my regular nine to five is corporate and I barely fit into that mold that's why I'm glad I work from home because then I don't have to be in those spaces and have to feel like I can't be Elizabeth um, or you know what? I I can't be Liz. Instead, I have to be Elizabeth and I have to articulate and I have to speak like this instead of just being my regular black ass self. Um, I don't want to have to feel like I need to code switch or anything like that or feel like I can't wear my hair a certain way because unfortunately in those spaces I have been, I'm just going to call a thing a thing. I have been insulted assaulted and insulted when white folks like to come up and, and want to grab my hair or touch it because they're so enamored by the different braiding styles um or the the way that I wear my hair and it just it, it makes me feel like an attraction it makes me feel like a fucking sideshow and you know those who are in those spaces especially you know women when when we are challenged that way it's like we can't we can't have a normal reaction to it but we have to be diplomatic and we you know can't show anger or or many emotions because that will be viewed as an angry or an emotional woman or an angry black woman and I, I I'm sick of that I'm sick of that song and dance I'm sick of working in, in those types of spaces where I cannot be my authentic self fortunately for me in this particular uh, job that I currently have as a project manager, I am able to be my more authentic self um, because I am working from home and I can create my own environment. And so, um, and so, yeah. So it's like, what do you do when, when you have all these gifts, you have all these these skills and this talent and this passion? but you don't have the desire to follow through. If you thought you was getting an answer on this podcast, I'm sorry, because I haven't come up with the answer. It's something that I've really been wrecking my brain with, especially because with this with this podcast. That's why I don't do it on 
uh, on a consistent basis because part of it is is my thinking and my rationale. Like it's really hard to put this together and to put it out there. A lot of times I don't edit it because I want y'all to hear everything because life is not perfect. What you see, unlike these influencers and people that you see on social media, what you see is what you get. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I rarely use filters. Again, what you see is what you get. And um, I, I, I think another thing is because we are in, in such a high cancel culture that people are not even able to authentically express themselves without backlash or harsh recourse. And I don't want to get canceled before I even get started. You know, um, I even thought about like how doing this podcast, how will this affect my job? What happens if one of my coworkers just so happens to come across it and they, and, and they hear this black ass podcast when I'm dropping nigga and all this other kind of stuff. Like I don't want somebody to come back. I don't want my nine to five to be jeopardized by what, just by me being my authentic self and I am learning and I am, am working through it by just saying, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So here I am saying, fuck it. I'm just going to put myself out there. I'm going to learn how to be more vulnerable because I, because there is authenticity in being vulnerable. And I, I like to think that when a person is being vulnerable and opening up to other people, I, I think that people not only see it, but they feel it. it, it it's an energy. It's an energetic thing. I think it's more of an energetic thing than it's something that somebody can actually see with their physical eyes. They may be able to, you know, see it with their third eye or, you know, feel the energy that that person is presenting to them, even if it's just through a microphone or through a camera lens, you know. Um, but I, I did not want to fall under the influencer who is this picture of what society calls perfection but behind closed door they're the, they're a fucking mess i'd rather just show you my fucking mess because i know that i'm not perfect po body is wait how did it go po body is nerfic it's supposed to be nobody is perfect but you supposed to y'all know what i'm trying to say shit see there you go i'm not perfect and I'm not going to edit this out because I want to show people that it's okay to be your authentic self. It's okay to make mistakes. And as I'm saying this to y'all, I'm saying it to myself. And again, it's, it's the question of like, I see my, my counterparts, my, my peers, my friends around me, like my small, my small circle. I see people doing what they're passionate about, doing what, what, what brings them vigor in life each and every day. They are going out there. They are doing the damn thing. I got my, my, my best friend. She out here, you know, doing somatic coaching. She's doing yoga. She's, she's doing massage therapy. She's out here doing her thing. Shout out to Brittany Shanae. You are doing your thing, girl. Um, like my, my partner, my boyfriend, Otis doing big old designs. He is out here getting clients, freelancing out here and is being successful. He has, he has a, a podcast where it's like being more successful than my podcast. And I've been out longer, but the, the, 
the thing is they have the passion and the desire to 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 put out and here i am i'm seeing the people um around me and they're doing their thing yet i feel like i'm just kind of in the in in the back kind of like and it, and 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 i want to put this out there it's not coming from a place of jealousy or or anything like that it's more so coming from a place of like i admire them it's motivating for me i admire these people for still doing their nine to five and then still taking the time to sit down and do what they're, what they're passionate about. But I, I think it, it, it bothers me that I myself am having a, such a difficult time getting started. And so it feels like it's, it's a race and, you know, um, kind of like, I guess a, an analogy for me would be because lately I've been playing um, Mario Kart 8. So you know how in the beginning, you know, everybody is lined up and let's just say I'm in third place. I'm in third place. I'm revving my engine up and then I revved it up too much and I spin out already and my counterparts are just zooming past me. And here I am, I'm in this race and I'm trying my best to get to first. I'm trying my best to get to the finish line or even to even keep up with the rest of my counterparts. And I'm using, <laughs> using my shells to knock niggas out of my way. I'm using the star, you know, uh, <laughs> doing the star and I'm, I'm almost at the finish line or I feel like I'm getting close to the finish line and for some reason I burn out and I lose the race and I see everybody else passing by me and I'm like oh no Mario you know that's <laughs> that might be like the silliest analogy or representation but that's typically how I feel like I started being in the race and I started leading, leading the course. And then I, I, I lose, I lose my momentum. I lose my way or I let my mental health get in the way of it. Or I let my, my health get in the way of it. My physical health or again, I just don't have the fucking desire to do it. Maybe it's just my body's way, my brain's way, my my spiritual way of telling me, sit the fuck down. Sit down. Learn how to rest. Learn how to rest your mind. Learn how to rest your body. Peace. Be still. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe in this journey, I, of me resting, of me sitting down, maybe I'll finally figure out why do I have the passion, but I don't have the desire. But on the other hand, it's this, this TikTok. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> Times are ticking, bitch. <laughs> you 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 need to get on it. You need to you need to strike while the iron is hot. 
strike while the iron is hot. I've had opportunities where it probably could have taken this podcast to the next level. I don't think I was ready. I know I wasn't ready. Part of me is ready now. But again, I still don't have the the desire. What I have more of a desire for is nothing. I just want to rest. I just want to sleep. And it's not because I'm depressed or, you know, anything like that. I just feel like I'm just tired. I'm tired. Yet, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Time is fucking ticking. And I already feel like I've lost mm, about a good 10 to 15 years of my life because of this diagnosis, because of all the shit that I had to go through, all the medications, which to me is like a lobotomy in in a fucking form of a pill. And I even try to like think about, well, shit, what happened in the past 10 years? What happened in the past 15 years is nothing but a big blur. I can, I cannot recall a lot of things, which is scary and traumatic within itself. And I don't, because I am out of that part of my life where I finally got my mental health in order. I really do. This is the, 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 the most mentally healthy that I have been in 15 years. But when it comes to like my professional life and business, I'm basically, I'm just now at a point where I have picked up the, some of the pieces and I'm putting my life together. This is, I'm in the rebuilding phase of my life. Where I'm trying to figure out, like, what what do I want the the next course, next part of my my life to look like? Do I want kids? Do I want a family? Do I want to get married? I tear I teeter back and forth with it because I I really don't fucking know. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, I can imagine a little mini me, you know, running up with the big old eyes and the cute little chubby cheeks, you know, all of that and. You know, we live happily ever after. Um, But then I think about Earth is trash right now, y'all. It is trash. And we all know that being black, not even in America, but just on this earth is hard as fuck. Because no matter where we go, they don't like us. Hell, we even go to Africa. They don't even like our black asses. So do I really want to bring a child into that and have them deal with the things that I have 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 to deal with on a day-to-day basis? I don't know. And then I think about, well, what happens if I fuck up? What happens if I just make a human mistake, but then it's detrimental to my child's well-being or, or mental health and it's something that I made a human mistake it impacted them in a way where they grow up resenting me and saying that I ruined their lives shit I did that to my mama <laughs> what makes me think that and she was just you know being human 
being young and dumb and making a shit ton of mistakes. Yet, I'm still her. I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if it wasn't for my upbringing. Yeah, it was a pretty shitty, you know, it, it, there were times where it was pretty shitty and impactful in a way of how it developed my mental psyche and my emotional well-being. But it also shaped me into this, this tenacious, driven woman that I am now. I don't take shit from people anymore. So, to make this quick, because uh, I got a meeting in 10 minutes. <laughs> working while working, okay? So, I will leave you with this. Question. What do you do when you have the passion, when you have the skill, when you have the know-how, when you have the gift you don't have the desire to execute. What do you do? And it doesn't make it any better when social media and society tells you you have to be productive. If you're not productive, you're not successful. And if you're not successful, you ain't shit in this world. You can't make money. You can't do this. You can't do that. You have to be productive. Get out here and make that money. Fuck everything else. Put the weed in the bag, then get money. Rest in peace, DMX. So, let me know. Put it in my comments. Send me an email at adultingsucks84 at gmail.com. I want to know. Because maybe I'm missing something. What do you do? Again, the question is, what do you do when you have all these gifts, skills, talent, and you have the passion, but you don't have the desire to execute? What is causing that blockage for you? So, I bid you adieu. And uh, as always, drink your water so your black don't crack and wear your sunscreen out here to keep your melanin popping. All right, y'all. Peace. Okay, y'all. So I know at the beginning I told y'all I was going to talk about Ozempic and then I shifted way left. So next week I will do um, a whole episode on a oh, on Ozempic, how it affects the body and just my own personal journey and how it has helped me to lose weight, but also cause some complications with my health. So, yeah.